What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Spencer Burke Podcast. We are on episode number 17. It is Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. And we have new pop filters. Pop, 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 pop. Pop, 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 pop. These are I like nice. These. I'm going to just like kind of, you know, talk right into this. You have to play your lips right against it. Yeah. It's actually nice, though, because this feels a little bit more um, professional, I guess. That's what you said, Parker. I texted you a photo of it. I was like, dude, it looks so much more official. Yeah, it looks a little bit more official. I don't know why, but that was just my thought. Oh, hey, wow. I'm I'm all for it, man. Well, welcome back to a new podcast. We've had some really good feedback. We passed 500 followers on Instagram at Spencerberg Podcast. We passed 600 subscribers on YouTube, and we are nice. averaging 50 to 100 listens on Anchor, which is all of our other platforms. So, thank you guys so much for the support so far. We really appreciate it. We have quite a lot to talk about today. Uh, the first topic we're going to go over is our good friend Matt Mormon at Obsessed Garage. He picked up a new car to give away on his channel. Matt Mormon owns a company called Obsessed Garage where he details cars. He shares videos of his opinions on everything from garage flooring to toolboxes to cars, does paint correction. And he picked up a really cool Civic. I think this is uh, well-deserved for Parker to talk about because he just had, <laughs> he has some experience with the Civic. Yeah, well... So I had a 1995 Honda Civic. I think it was an EG or something. It was a coupe, uh, which I really liked. But that thing was a beater. I pretty much did not care for it at all. <laughs> and from my understanding on this, Matt is going to spend tons of money on this thing. Oh, yeah. And then I mean, it's a giveaway, right? He said he's going to give it away. He uh, apparently said that um, there's a lot of history behind this, which we'll go over right now. So he picked up a 2000 EM1 Honda Civic Si with 27,000 miles. That's crazy. 27,104 miles. He had the same car in 2000 when he was 20 years old. Uh, at the time, he was selling stereo equipment and then eventually switched over to selling home theater systems, which is pretty cool. But he said in his video when he um, showed the Honda that he made a lot of money doing that. And he had always just been a Honda fanboy, I guess. And it's kind of a nostalgic thing for him to get. So he was looking around everywhere. He posted on his own social media and somebody helped him locate the car. It was unlisted and it was at a dealership going to an auction, but someone had a video of it, I think being pulled off a trailer or put in the parking lot or something. And Matt called the dealership and said, Hey, I want the car. And they're like, uh, it's going to auction. And Matt's like, yeah. no, no, no. I'm going to give you a price and you're going to sell the car to me. So he offered 20,000 for it. And then he ended up paying 25,000 for the car. Wow. Seems like a lot for a civic, but I guess this thing isn't like, I mean, you can see the paint from here. It's it's in like perfect condition. You know? I mean, even Matt in the video was like, this paint is great. Yeah. And coming from Matt, that says an absolute ton. Yeah. So it's cool to see that he's going to go into something that's not like a supercar or like a higher end car. Because he usually yeah. has M5s and GT3 RSs and, you know, Ford Raptors. This is, a, this is like a beater JDM car. Yeah. I mean, these cars, like there is really high end parts for them just because... There's so many different options out there, like aftermarket options, but this is more realistic. Like more people are going to be interested in this because it can relate. Yeah, they can relate to it for sure. I think it'd be cool to watch him go into a whole different world of the VTech. He uh, plans on documenting everything. He, he said in the video, he loves to order parts and wait for UPS to show up, which I think is every car guy. That's just how we are. I mean, even for stuff, we bought a garbage can today and we were excited that the UPS guy showed up. <laughs> um, so he says the car right now has um, H&R Springs, has a Skunk 2 exhaust, Megan headers, short shift kit, and he already ordered Moton suspension, <laughs> oh which God. is like so high line for that car. Moton is really, really good. 
uh, like I said, he's going to document everything. And since it's kind of has like nostalgic to him, he's going to explain the story when he was younger, when he owned this car. And now he has a 27,000 mile Honda Civic, which is really cool. He is going to um, do paint correction, dial the car. And like he does, he's going to tear off all the parts on it and put all his own parts. Like I said, he was looking for a museum piece and he found it. He got really lucky with it. And he said that he used to go to hot import nights back in the day, which I used to go to hot import nights in San Diego, HIN. That was such a fun JDM event. It was like every Fast and Furious movie you could imagine, but a lot of Japanese cars and the culture was so different. HIN was such a cool event. Mm -hmm. um, congrats, Matt. Hope you enjoy the car. I think it's really cool to see what he does with it. Yeah, looking forward to it for sure. What do you think he's going to do? Um, well, honestly, I don't know much about like aftermarket like Honda stuff. But I probably will stay tuned with, you know, the whole series because I'm sure he'll get the best of the best. I mean, I already showed with the suspension because Moton is like so over the top. Well, you see companies like um, Bowden and GMG and these high-end companies that will modify GT3s. They'll modify, like I saw Bowden did a Koenigsegg yesterday. They did a custom titanium exhaust for it. Yeah, I've seen all these companies doing high-end builds. I think it's going to be sick to see a high-end build on a Honda Civic. You yeah. know, you know, Matt's not going to cheap out. Like he just bought that seven thousand dollar Apple computer, and he's like, I don't want to. I can't use it. He had a big issue with it, and now he yeah. bought a Honda Civic, and he's going to put like he's probably going to put way more money into it than what he paid for it. Oh yeah. So I um, have no doubt. And then give it away. I mean, this guy is just crushing it. So that I'm excited to see what he does with this. Yeah. Same here. This is all you, man. Topic okay, two. Topic two. So, 2M Auto Works did a full E46 M3 touring conversion. So, this so is a sick. wagon that I'm assuming it's some sort of 328 wagon. Um, but they fully converted it to M3 spec. So, we'll go over a little bit of... Oh, okay, so they started with a 325i touring that was 110% converted. So, <laughs> complete exterior and interior conversion uh, to M3, including complete color change from titanium silver to alpine white. Alpine white is beautiful. Uh, they did all the door jams and engine bay as well. Front fenders by 2M Auto Works. Um, front CSL bumper by Myland Composites, uh, Alcantara, and M texture wrap seats. Uh, steering wheel shift boot, e-brake boot, all that good stuff. There's a lot of stuff on here. He did the, the fabric that we talked about. Oh, yeah. So M texture fabric from ASC Fabrics. That's cool. We talked Very about cool. them in a podcast about eight episodes ago. Yeah, I love their stuff. That's that's really cool. Yeah, they, um, they did pretty much everything to this car to make it like if you were to go to BMW factory and say, hey, I want an E46 wagon. Yeah, this is what BMW would provide you. And we'll put a screenshot right here of everything here. But it's everything in the list says OEM. You know that's yeah. not cheap. I know. I want to talk about some of these other things. Yeah, like go for OEM it. OEM slick top roof conversion with welded brace. That's really cool. Um, rear spare wheel well swapped to OEM M3 panel, <laughs> including charcoal canister. Very interesting. OEM Euro headers with full super sprint exhaust. Mm. OEM CSL Euro spec wheels. Uh, they have some Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 2s on there. Olin's road and track coilovers. Hodgkin's uh, front and rear sway bars. Um, it has the Porsche Brembo caliper conversion, which is very popular on the E46 M3s. Mm -hmm. OEM CSL rotors, front and rear, painted gloss black, shadow line trim, um, and some other stuff, some other cosmetic stuff. But very cool build, for sure. And it seems like they literally did not miss out on anything. 
No, not at all. If you saw this driving down the road and you were an enthusiast, you'd freak out. Otherwise, yeah. it looks just kind of like another BMW, which is it's cool because the a lot of people will try to do this. I've seen it before on E91s um, and some other cars, and it, sometimes it just doesn't look right. And this one looks very authentic. And yeah, I bet it's just so cool to have. I, I wonder how the weight distribution is when you drive it. And I mean, dude, what what a you really have to be an enthusiast in this degree to do that much to it as far as time and effort and money. Yeah. Cause it, that, that's like a, that's not cheap to do. No, definitely it, not. The execution was awesome on it. The photos are by Sam. He's a good friend of mine from back in the day. Did a lot of photo shoots in San Diego. I used to go to car shows with him and there's really good photos here, but yeah, I props to these guys for doing this. I mean, this is something that, like I said, you have to be really passionate about E46 to do that. Yeah. I've seen a, uh, it was an E60 wagon that was converted to an M5 spec, which obviously they didn't, oh, they yeah. didn't make those. So I saw that at a car show in San Diego probably about a year ago, and that was insane. I actually know uh, a buddy who is starting that conversion soon um, because his uh, regular E60 M5 was just totaled. So we'll have to talk about that in the future because it's going to be a crazy build. I like seeing the swaps. It's a way to stand out from everybody else, but yeah, you really have to know what you're doing and you have to be willing to spend money to do it. Yeah, that's right. Right now, as everybody knows, the coronavirus is affecting a ton of people in multiple ways. But one of the best industries to be in financially would be the video game industry. There's a lot of people that are sitting at home and they have nothing to do. Hence why we started this podcast, because we knew that there's a lot of attention on smartphones and social media. Mm -hmm. And that's why we've done 17 episodes in two and a half weeks. So yeah. we're slamming through stuff right now. Parker, you play a lot of video games, don't you? Uh, I didn't before because I was very busy out going to the gym kind of hooking at night but now that i have all this free time i've been playing a lot of uh, modern warfare the brand new one and then uh recently me and nate have been playing forza motorsport 7 which is really fun mm -hmm. uh but I don't, I don't have a wheel or anything or pedal so i just play with the controller so one of these days i'll have to get a simulator set up yeah i think clean. this is a great industry to be in because so many people just resort to figuring out what to do. And I have an article here that uh, explains a little bit more about kind of the top games, but a lot of people are going towards video games like Fortnite, which I had never gotten into. Um, I know that streaming and a lot of people like the FaZe Clan and all those guys, they stream all those kind of video games and their views are insane, especially on Twitch. A lot of people are playing Call of Duty. Um, another thing too is the Nintendo's new Animal Crossing. Uh, it's, it's soared to like crazy record rates and I see it. I see Nintendo Switches like, uh, TJ Hunt in one of his videos like went all over the place to find one mm -hmm. and then him and like Sabrina were playing them like crazy and I see them all over their Instagram stories and then random people on Instagram I'll see but I've never played the Switch before but they say that it's like blowing up right now which I understand why Yeah. Um, I'm trying to read right here about Twitch because that's where everyone goes to watch watch people play video games Yeah. they say that the Animal Crossing from Nintendo the video game happened to launch in the middle of this crisis uh, people are using the game to weather the storm. It's not a typical action adventure or puzzle game. It's more of a, your goal is to explore a digital island and build up your perfect oasis, like a museum, a clothing shop, um, and a campsite to hang out with your friends. So it's like simulator hanging out in real life. That's cool. I've, I, I didn't even know this till right now until I read this. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't play this one, so, but I have seen a lot of people playing this. I see it on TikTok and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I don't know. People are going. People are going to keep eating and entertaining themselves, whether they do it at home or by going out. Um, 
The loss of movie theaters and sporting events as an outlet means more people will turn to Netflix and to video games, just like the loss of restaurants means more cooking at home. I do have to be honest, man. I've saved a lot of money on not eating food. Yeah, like, same here. No Chipotle, no ordering food, no Postmates. Well, I, it's at least $10 every time you get something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy to see. And we don't order food here anymore. I mean, no. since I moved back from Florida, we've had two deliveries. Yeah. So it's good, though. We're saving money. Um, when people are not playing video games, they're watching people play. They say that daily viewership at Twitch, Amazon's service that lets people watch other people play video games, has jumped up by 31% in the last two weeks, according to data collected online by Stream Elements. Dude, 31%. That's a big spike. That's a that's a chunk of people watching people play video games. Yeah. I mean, I used to think it was so weird that you would go on YouTube or Twitch and be like, oh, I'm going to watch someone play. Wouldn't you want to play? Yeah. And now you're like, oh, there's 50,000 people in this Twitch stream right yeah. now. And honestly, I still don't really understand it because a lot of my friends will watch like uh, Twitch. And I was with my friend Emmy yesterday and he says he watch, watches a ton of Twitch streamers. But I've never gotten into it because I'd rather just play the game. Like yeah, you mentioned. Same here. I don't. I think I've watched Twitch a couple times. One of my friends, she used to stream like her playing video games and I wouldn't really, I'd, I'd be there to support and be like, hey, what's up? And that's it. I would never be the one who sits there for an hour and watches someone play a video game. Yeah. I do go on YouTube and watch um, GTA 5 mods where they mod stuff and have like crazy tracks yeah. you can race on and like the tsunami mod and the dino, like all this crazy stuff that is interesting. But other than that, I don't ever really get into it. But um, they say that, for March 2019, video game hardware sales were 282 million. In March 2020, it's 461 million. So it's up by 63% in one year of actual hardware. So selling things like an Xbox or a PS4 or the Nintendo Switch, it's up by 63%. We'll put a screenshot right here of the March 2020 sales between 2019 and 2020 and the percentage, which is insane. But they say, uh, from one to five, the top grossing games right now as far as sales, number one is Animal Crossing. Two is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Three is MLB, which is baseball. Number four is Resident Evil 3. I love Resident Evil. Number five is NBA 2K. So you're getting a mixture of first-person shooter games and some sporting games. That's pretty cool. I love the new Modern Warfare. I mean, that's the only one on this list that I've been playing kind of often. Um and I'm honestly not great at video games, but it's still fun to play. But it definitely does get annoying when you play with all these people that are super good. Yeah. Like, I know Nate is really good, and, like, he has a lot of friends that play it. Like, we finally saw daily. Nate today, dude. I know. He hasn't been here in forever. I haven't seen him since I moved back. We've uh, The whole office here has been on quarantine, and it's just literally been Parker and I. So we saw Nate today. He came by to yeah. do some stuff, and we were like, hey, dude, there's a... 10 light bulbs out in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he the doesn't bathroom. even care. He doesn't even take control of that stuff. I feel bad for telling him that. Well, he's not, that's not his job. Yeah. He's so, Manny's filmer. He's not in charge of this place. Yeah. Nate is Manny Koshman's YouTube filmer. And he comes in obviously, cause this is his office. And I feel like Parker and I always spill our hearts to him. Like, Hey dude, there's no water in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't do that. I'm well, not in charge of that. Nate, Nate's <laughs> a homie. So, and like when we first moved here, I thought he had some sort of like authority of, I did too. But I don't know. It's it's mainly Leon. I just I DM'd Manny this morning or yesterday. I'm like, hey, who do I talk to? And he gave me some info. So I'll, yeah. I'm still going to bug Nate. Though. I'm like, Nate, <laughs> we need toilet paper, bro. <laughs> He's like, shut up. <laughs> so yeah, video games, man. I'm not a big video game player. I, I've had the itch, but I know with my attitude of myself, I'm just going to 
get my Xbox, plug it in, play it for 30 minutes, and I won't turn it on again for six months. Yeah. That's just how I am. But my simulator racer, my, my semi setup, I'm almost ready to go ahead and start building it. Yeah. Um, I'm about to move to Irvine finally. So hopefully this weekend I get into yes, my sir. new place, which will be nice. And I can be a little bit more settled, but I'm not a, I'm not a gamer, dude. I understand. I honestly am not. Normally I'm not either. I think after this, you know, quarantine is done, I probably will stop playing yeah. overall, but get back to training again. I can't wait. Yeah, dude. exactly. I, go I do really want to get a simulator though. And I think it would be so fun to, like for me, you and Nate and a couple other people to play. I would love to. I think it's awesome. a great idea. Yeah. Cause Nate and I play online and Forza Motorsport 7. And it's just so funny because people are like crashing into each yeah. other and like punt each other off the off the track i love that it's so i used to play on xbox live a lot and i made the mistake of putting my username out there and we'd have 18 people in the lobby and we'd just be thrashing (laughs) the forza parking lot but it was fun i really enjoyed it um yeah but yeah i i don't know man i'm not in video games right now i'm just ready to go deadlift and hit some weights yeah i've been waiting so much i'm just kind of scared to go back to the gym after what's going on because that's like a germ that's a germy place dude well they're gonna clean it a lot for sure there's gonna be way different regulations on how often they have to clean and stuff like that but should we get a hazmat suit yeah that'd be kind of sick it's like a sweatsuit i might not go to the <laughs> gym just because like it might not be a smart idea i don't think so because this is like the spanish flu round two they say that like after the whole thing happened it goes down it's gonna and come back everyone sure. goes out again and yeah. then it just blows up which i don't want to have that happen i rather just kind of stay consistent and then hopefully i don't know i think most people are going to get it at some point. But for me, I'm not too worried because I know it would be kind of like the flu. Yeah. And I'd get over it. But I have no doubt that I'll get it at some point. Just with how crazy it's spreading. Yeah. There's I, a big possibility. I get it. Well, speaking of spreading, there's a lot of fires going on with <laughs> the new McLaren Senna and the 720S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was trying to lead the topic so you would start it. Oh, this is well, all you. I wasn't ready. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was pointing at the laptop like, go, go, go. <laughs> I can't see you over there. Okay. McLaren recalls Senna, 720S, and other cars over fire risk. McLaren has issued a recall for nearly 2,800 vehicles Ding. across its lineup built between 2016 and 2020. Uh, I put it here. Salamandrin will be very happy. <laughs> I had to put that in there. And uh, we'll put the photos up as well. Salamandrin Senna actually burned down and... Uh, I think it, I don't know the full story on that, but he had a tough time getting money from them. Right? Yeah. He, from what I know, the, he was out with his wife and a friend and someone was following him and I guess they were driving and then out of nowhere in the back of the car, they saw like bright flashing lights and they realized that the flames were coming. Yeah. So they pulled over, the car caught on fire and he uploaded a video of it like exploding yeah like it was legitimately like you'd see like the battery blowing up the gas tank blows up and then you hear the tires pop and all the air comes out and uh his caught on fire and then he had a huge issue with mclaren and now in all of his videos he talks about mclaren he's like nope not doing it which i understand and uh sure enough like two weeks later another mclaren senna caught on fire and then another one caught on fire and then another one and yeah the, the, the next six to eight months you'd see all the photos go up of the Senna's on Instagram. And then it'd be like 900 comments tagging Salamandrin. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to see this. He doesn't care. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, they said that, um, they, I don't know about McLaren, but 
They're call, recalling 2,700 of its vehicles between 2016 and 2020, including the Senna. Um, the affected vehicles are built with a foam pad underneath the fuel tank that can absorb water. It ends up corroding the fuel tank and it leads to leaking and potentially a fire. So they say that there's a handful of cars that are affected with this. Um, according to a filing on the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website, the McLaren, I guess McLaren will replace the foam pad, also the fuel tank, if it has corrosion. Uh, crazy yeah that's insane so that's the last thing you want to do when you spend a quarter million dollars or a couple million on a senna where oh yeah you don't want that fear no I mean, there's no peace of mind yeah that's super crazy and i know alejandro had like a tough time with it because car fires are really scary i can only imagine i mean you almost losing your life you know be burnt up in a car that's terrifying and i think he actually sold a lot of his cars because of that because he kind of had this like fear in the back of his head yeah that it might happen with some of his other cars and then but i think he's, he's gotten back into supercars and stuff and kind of got over that fear well i saw he's pushing his spanish channel which went to like yeah. you know eight hundred thousand subscribers to three million now that's crazy and it's just as, as every video gets a million views on salamundo yeah and i watch him and i'm like i have no idea what you're saying dude but i'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying it <laughs> supporting so i watch his videos still and he i think he uploads to his english channel sometimes but i understand if you go through something traumatic like that and you see your car on fire and there's yeah. batteries in it and it's a hybrid and it's a new tech, like a new technology car. Yeah. You just don't know. So I understand why he would freak out. And, uh, I don't feel like a lot of people did. And that's when some of his friends kind of went off their own ways and it was just a phase of life. And I don't think that Alejandro deserved any of that hate. Yeah. Just a millionaire that shares this car and he hangs out and smokes weed and talks Spanish, you know? Yeah. I mean, his other, it sounds like his other channel is doing really great. Extremely so well. Yeah. It's kind of whatever. I do, I do miss some seeing some of his videos cause I did watch him pretty often, but his Spanish channel is blowing up. He saw opportunity. He took it. I have respect for him. He's a good friend of mine and I have nothing but good things to say. So yeah, hopefully everything goes okay with McLaren and they get back on track with the doing this. I know when the 12C came out, they had issues too, but not fires. I think this is a little bit more severe. McLaren's kind of a, like, even though they seem like a big brand, like Ferrari or Lamborghini, they're pretty small. They're so new. they have all these, and yeah, new. For production cars. Yeah. They've been racing for a long time, but that's, I think that's why they have all these issues. Maybe because they don't have like the proper quality control and like testing behind them. Yeah. I think everything kind of just, not everything, but some things become bare minimum and they can scrape by, by regulation. And yeah. then either things get overlooked and, and you learn as you go. But this is a mistake that they had made that at least they're owning up to. Cause I know the yeah. last two years since his car burned down, there's been really nothing. Yeah. And I think this article just recently came out um, like this week. So at least must, it, I mean, enough of them must've blown up Yeah, for them I, to be like, damn, okay, maybe <laughs> it's a problem after the fifth center blew up. Yeah. Maybe we should fix yeah. something. And then the seven twenties start going on. It's like, dude, you got a problem, man. Seven twenties yeah. a, a car that a lot of people can buy right now. It's very popular. Yeah. So uh, I found an M6 GT3 for sale on racecarsdirect.com. I was scrolling through their website and this showed up on their front page. Oh my God. That's so cool. I love, I want to make this street legal. I want to show up to Precision Dynamics. Uh, the shop owner, Mike, has an M6 like this and be like, dude, I think mine's a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> These things are insane. And this one actually competed in the British GT in 2019 and uh, VLN in previous years. 
Um, it hasn't had any major crashes. It's in great condition. Um, it is chassis number 1623. It's a 2017 Evo uh, spec, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what that means. It's an Evo spec. Uh, included <laughs> with the sale, four additional set of wheels with Burris, TPMS, spare gearbox, uh, engine hood, and bonnet, front bumper, front, front splitter. These are all wear items on a race car, obviously. Yeah, you need to replace them if you crash. At least you have a spare setup. Yeah, 80, 80% of all parts to build a complete front end, a uh, pair of drive shafts, nice. and air jack high stands. All essentials. You need those. Also, um, says that there's a bunch of specs here on the car that I don't know anything about, but the car is currently in the United Kingdom. They say that if you need to, they can start the car for you, which I would, I'd want to do that. I don't know why it says it can run the car if required. Yeah, dude, I want to hear this thing start up. <laughs> Man, I'm not going to be like, no, whatever. Yeah. Maintained to the highest level. Uh, they did everything in the, that they could to make it ready to go for you to buy it. I would love to own this car. It's at Century Motorsport priced at 225 VAT. I don't know what plus VAT is. <laughs> so 225,000 VAT is what it's priced at. And... I think my favorite thing about this car is that I remember when it first came out in the GT series and they started running these uh, on the dude, Siri just went off again. Are you kidding me? Jeez. They ran these things during some of these. They ran these cars during some of these races on TV and you see this absolute unit. Dude, Siri, stop. Okay, Siri. Sorry guys. Hold on. Hey Siri, stop. Hey Siri. No. It's like a dog. Gosh, dude. Okay, I figured out what that means. Value added tax. Oh, strange. That makes more sense. All right. Well, I saw these things running at the race, and you'd see like a Corvette. It's like a a sports car, a Porsche GT3 Cup car, and then you see this absolute unit of a car, this huge M6 that has just planted to the ground, ripping through these cars with all this aero. Uh, if If you don't know a lot about race cars, a lot of times what they do is they take the interior of these cars and they change everything. They'll actually extend the steering wheel uh, to sit like at least a foot to two feet further back. So your, your center of gravity where you actually sit, you're more in the center of the car. I don't know if this has it, but it looks like it's pushed back a little bit more than uh, what you'd usually see. So it's cool to see that even though this is a huge boat, the huge BBS wheels, giant Michelin tires, huge rear wing. It's all matte black carbon um, and obviously fishbowl. I don't think they could, I don't think you can legally tint a race car. <laughs> no, I don't think you'd want that. I don't that. think that you wouldn't want that, especially with acrylic windows too. But this thing is a beast. The arrow is insane. There's a huge exhaust tip on the side of the car. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can make these street legal, but I'm, like I said in the I, last I couple episodes. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Well, who knows though? Like, there's multiple cars I've seen that there's a Super Trofeo Gallardo that's running around Orange County with plates. Yeah, on it. true. And he just converted yeah. the windows to like power windows, and then did the carpet and everything on the inside. But this thing is sick. I would 100% rip this around town. Um, insane. Same. Let's get one. Screw it, man. We'll convert it. We'll just uh, call it a company car and pay VAT, whatever it is. VAT. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for. Episode 17, we want to give a shout out to Joseph, a.k.a. Joey. We hired a new editor. Thank you so much, brother, yeah, for editing you. his videos. We appreciate that. We uh, are, thankfully, we, we're busy as hell. Uh, we had a conference call this morning. I had two conference calls 
with a client who has two clients that need social media and another one that we signed last week to talk about all the photo shoots we're doing for them. And I have one more call after this. And we got another text this morning from a client who needed social media. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff coming in, which oh, is awesome. Sorry, I forgot. Parker, you oh, closed a client this morning. Yeah, I got one too. Congrats, We're still waiting dude. on a you know, definite answer, but looking looking pretty pretty good. Yeah, so. I sent him an email with all the information. Hopefully we get the logins today and we can start. But it's a good week. I just got my car fully uh smog approved too and so raised, i can sell it now raised four feet off the ground <laughs> it's so tall now <laughs> but it's definitely a good week pretty productive um so yeah i'm happy good man life I'm glad. is good i have to yeah i'm very happy man we had some payments come through clients are sending us the money we are getting new clients signed up uh we're looking at hiring another person soon so we're growing man during these times it's tough and the best thing is man i keep saying it somewhat I moved to Irvine this weekend. My commute is six minutes right six. now in San Diego. You think you can handle that? I don't know, man. Driving I mean, an hour and a half a day or six <laughs> minutes. I don't know which one I want. <laughs> so no more San Diego commute. So uh, moving this weekend, and I'm excited to be living in Orange County again. Parker, we can do PCH cruises. I saw yeah. in, our, in the YouTube video of your feature film, people are like, cruise PCH more. If you don't know oh, PCH, really? it's Pacific Coast Highway. It's just the coast in Newport. So We'll probably be filming a lot more on the coast. Definitely. Well, and like now you can come in every single day. Yeah. And we can do a ton of podcasts. So the podcast will probably pick up even more. I hope so. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Also, give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed that. If you're on Spotify yeah. or if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd appreciate any kind of review or share. Without further ado, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Peace. See you next time.